You're listening to Wait On Purpose Podcast, the show for single women who want to overcome emotional discomfort with being single, understand the fear of being alone, and transform it to self-love while celebrating this season with joy, purpose, and passion. Each week, we'll explore topics on how to optimize your season of singleness and become who you want to attract. Now, here's your host, Tracy Noel, the introverted empath. Hey loves, I'm your host, Tracy Noel, and I'm here with another episode of Wait on Purpose, a podcast created to empower women in overcoming emotional discomfort with being single, understanding our fear of being alone, and transforming it to self-love, all while celebrating our season of singleness with joy, purpose, and passion. You see, I believe that it's very important to build foundations and just set powerful intentions in the core four areas of our life before we get in a relationship or a marriage. And I truly believe that one of the reasons that we are single is so that we can optimize and thrive in those areas. And they -hmm. include health and wellness, finances and career, Um, our interpersonal relationships, and our spirituality and our connection to God. So today I am pouring into my interpersonal relationships and I'm connecting with women um, who are boldly stepping into their season of singleness. Um, Many of the things that I've learned has come from experiences, but I've also learned so much more from people and their stories and how they show up in the world. So I would like to introduce other perspectives, other experiences, and lessons from other people beside myself, at least once or twice a month. So I want to introduce a powerful and phenomenal woman who I feel walks in her divinity and personal power, someone I feel who embraces her season of singleness, and a woman who is just building her queendom before her king arrives. Um, The guest for today, I met on Facebook, actually, in a group called Black Women Promote. And uh, BWP is a Facebook community that was created to um, advance the cause of Black women in business, but also to foster relationships among a group of creative, innovative, and intellectual women. And uh, this queen here, she's ambitious, she's passionate, she's dedicated, and she's driven to pursuing what makes her happy. Uh, Clarissa Martin is a single mother who works not one, but two jobs, okay? And she's also obtaining her degree in biology with a minor in emergency management. She's a woman who was raised by a single woman from the south side of Chicago, and she has a goal to make an impact, not only in her community, but in the world to make it a better place. We really need more people like her. And just like me, music has been a huge part of her life that she expresses her feelings and thoughts through. So... This queen is on a mission to be the best mother to her son and continuously work on becoming a better version of herself. So please welcome Clarissa. Hey, love, how are you? Hi, how are you? Thank you. I'm doing good. It's such a pleasure to connect with you. Yes, yes, always. So let's get started. Um, 
I would like to start this off by asking, um, what's something that you are celebrating and proud of at this moment in your life, Clarissa? Um, honestly, something that I've been celebrating at this point in my life is really losing almost about 45 pounds. Um, just kind of in the midst of going to school, working, and motherhood, you know, you can really get caught up. And a lot of times, you don't sit back, you don't think about your health and the importance. And the fact that I really implemented that into my lifestyle to help me become more healthy, um, lose um, the pounds that I wanted to lose and that I needed to lose. That's a celebration in itself. And it's very hard and it takes a lot of patience. And this, you know, patience is really something I have been celebrating as well. So just really the fact that I've, I've lost weight and I've been able to be patient with it. And that's a celebration within itself. Yes, it is, Clarissa. That's definitely something to celebrate. And we're going to go back to that because I want to know um, some of the things that you have done to lose this, this 45 pounds because this is also a journey. Um, mm-hmm. that I've been on consistently, like it's just been an ongoing journey. It's really, <laughs> it's really hard, but I want to uh, go back to that if you don't mind. So we'll revisit that. And can you share like some of your, you know, some advice about what you did and, you know, I could be taking notes and stuff. Um, honestly, what I try to, um, what I try to educate myself is you, you have to know what you're eating. So everything that you eat, you know, kind of know about it, know how it affects your body, know if it's good for you, know if it's bad for you. Um, Also, just I don't change what I eat, but how I eat it. How you eat it. Um, Yes, how I eat it. So one one thing about me, I love brownies. I love pasta. I really love those unhealthy carbs. I do. so especially like chicken, you know, I I fried chicken. So instead of using regular flour in my household, I switched over to wheat flour. So I okay. used the wheat flour to um, fry my chicken instead of the regular flour. Um, another example could be um, I, I've learned that breakfast helps me throughout my day. Um, so I try to eat something in the morning to kind of sit on my stomach and throughout the rest of the day I just drink water constant water Mm. if I'm hungry I'll try to have something small because you're during the day and you're busy and what happens is if you um let's say you know during the day and you eat something big if you're not used to it you you want to go to sleep an hour later which is the truth you know um so I just try to eat something, put something on my belly, if it's an apple, if it's fruit, just something, um, you know, have something big in the morning, and then just drink water periodically throughout the day. I really just train my mind to, yeah. to discipline itself when it comes to food and things like that. And when you go to the, the gym is the easy part. I tell people that all the time. When you go to the gym, be consistent and don't be afraid. You might get on one machine. You don't know how to use it. Even if you don't know how to use it, you know, make make yourself think you know how to use it and, just, <laughs> and really just progress there. Because the, the gym can be intimidating because you see so many people and it's like, man, you know, you feel like people are looking at you more because yeah. there's so many people there and you just want to work out. So 
um, just really don't be afraid. Just, you know, understand that everybody is in there for one goal, just like you. Yeah, that's good advice. And I've always heard that, you know, losing weight or, or releasing pounds is 10% workout and mm-hmm. what you you know what you eat mm-hmm. um and, and one thing that I do like to do you know when, and when I can't get to the gym um I do like to work out in the morning it could be like just running up and down the stairs in my apartment yeah um, yeah because it, and utilize your home that, that's utilize important home. you utilize utilize your home because yeah you might not want to make it every day Utilize exactly. your home, mm-hmm. and and working out in the in the morning. I think is better. Like sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'll work out after I get home from work. But studies do show, like if you work out in the morning, because you are busy throughout the day, you're burning more calories because you're not burning calories while you're working out. You're burning calories during those resting periods, right? Right. So right. that's one thing that I'm learning too. I just have to get more discipline um, with what I eat and how I eat it. Um, cause yeah. I'm emotional when I, I eat, when I'm mad, when I'm sad, when I'm happy, when I'm bored. So girl, we all do. I still do it. Trust, trust <laughs> me. I, that's, I, I still do it. Like for example, my son was with his grandmother for the whole summer. Oh, wow. I bought me an ice cream cake for the whole summer and I was munching on that cake. <laughs> so we, we all do it because you, you know, you have to, you know, when your sweet tooth or that craving comes in, you know, at, at least acknowledge it a little bit because you don't want to deprive yourself or, right. you know, become angry because of that. You know, yeah. it's, it's okay. You know, it, it truly is okay. I make mistakes all the time. But as long as, you know, you, you tell yourself, okay, you know, I had this and you just, you know, you can say, hey, like I, I now I tell myself I'll pay for it tomorrow. You know, and I and I move on because you gotta eat, and you know you love what you love. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Thank you so much for sharing that. So no problem. So Clarissa, so you're going to school and and, and you're studying biology with a minor in emergency yes. management. So I've heard biology, but I've never heard of emergency management. Um, I also know that you are on the e board for Illinois Emergency Management Association. So can you? Tell us more about that, and what do you plan on doing with your degree in biology as well? Um, yes. Um, well, I have the biology degree um, because at first it was nursing, um, but things, you know, didn't get in the program. It happened. So I just kind of really kept that just in case I truly go back for nursing or who's to say I may want to do a PA or become a doctor. I'll still have that in my background um for myself and also i um i i really want to work in healthcare still mm-hmm. so having that background of what um what the caregivers know is always a plus for um the people you know who can guide them um in emergency management um well first what it is is it's just some you know kind of being um, over when a natural disaster happens, mm. any radiological um, hazard, biological, um, man-made um, event does occur. And the route that I per se want to go is evacuation planning mm. um, in healthcare systems or in sh- healthcare insurance companies, um, EMS programs, uh, because it's m- becoming more common. Unfortunately, um, shootings are 
you know, just happening every single day and around the world. And now companies are really looking into hiring um, emergency management directors, not even just for healthcare, but look at Walmart. Yeah. You know, even that plan, you know, so now these big corporate companies are really looking into hiring people to take over that, you know, to kind of come up with these plans, come up with systems that can keep people safe. So that's what I want to do. Um, I would like to start off in healthcare, um, um, just really kind of coordinating emergency plans, evacuation plans, safety plans. Um, I really, you know, uh, um, I really have been looking into the occupational safety in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So that's another route that I've also been looking at. Wow, that's interesting. And you sound passionate about it. And like, you have to be one of those people who like, ain't panicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get-, <laughs> <laughs> get over there. Put your head down. Over- yeah. You got to be calm. Yeah, you ha- you have to be calm, you okay. know, and you have to be firm. And and I really chose it because of my personality and what I like. Okay. You know, I like the adrenaline, the adrenaline rush. You know, I, and I also like being in charge. I've okay. been working for a while, so, um, you know, and I I like that position. So, and um, and it's respected, and you know, it has a lot more coins, but yeah. um. You know, I, I, I really do. But like I, like you said, I'm very passionate about it. You know, so if I have to be that person to tell somebody to get out of your house, it come a flood, I'll do that to save them and to help them. Exactly. I, well, I think that's very good. And it's necessary. It's like one of those professions mm-hmm. that's, that's necessary. So um, you said that you, that you live an interesting life. So who is Clarissa and like, and what's your story? Um, Clarissa, well, as I say that I am from the south side of Chicago, born and raised, um, so I love my city, always love my city. Um, you know, Clarissa was basically raised, um, you know, was always figuring out who she, you know, who she was. Uh Um, you know, I had my mother in my life, but, um, you know, her being a single mom and, you know, putting more investments in my older brother as I mentioned, I was kind of just, you know, really trying to figure out who I was by myself. Um, And I always thought education was, you know, important for me. It was just something that I had, something I knew I was good at. So I made sure, you know, my grades and all my progress and leadership roles in school was good. Um, I worked when I was, I started working at 15 years old worked throughout a high school, um, played basketball in high school. I was in a choir. So I'm, I'm very versatile. I'm very, um, very active. I always keep myself active. Um, a lot of good things. Um, (laughs) but, but there are also some bad things as well. Being with people who I shouldn't have been with, you know, outside in the area that was only there for me. Uh You know, just being outside, hanging out um, with all my friends, just being young. Um, and, um, and, and I had a kitten, which is my son, at 19 years old. So, um, however, as you know, even when I did find out I was pregnant, still went to college, did my first, you know, my freshman year um, in college. 
you know, just really stay focused, worked and provided for myself, moved out at 19, you know, because it was my responsibility. Um, and I've really just kind of been on my own since, you know, I, I do have a family, but, you know, we're not as close. Uh, most of my family, we're not as close. So there, you know, there's some apples that I, that I, that I keep close to me. Yeah. But otherwise, really, Clarissa is just, you know, she's just focused. She, she just stays to herself, but she loves to have fun. And I really cherish anybody that comes in my life. You know, I cherish each moment. I cherish those memories. And I and I love hard. So I love all my friends with a passion. And I just try to be happy in the midst of my life and how crazy it is and, you know, whatever, whatever happens. Um, sometimes I do. I still do suffer with depression um, because I have been by myself for so long and not just, you know, without a significant other, but how my life has been has always been me figuring out things on my own, how I'm going to get to school, how I'm going to get here. And we don't realize that can catch up to us as well. Yeah. Um, so I, I do suffer from that, but it has gotten a lot better um, than before as I really just started truly fo- focusing on what makes me happy. Yeah. And from there, I've I just been taking off. And as I mentioned, you know, I work out. And now, you know, working out has just been my peace. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's um, one thing that I like that you said um, is that, you know, you, what, what, well, what I admire about you is that, you know, I know that you are a hardworking mother and, you know, you're trying to leave a legacy for your children or your child and you're showing him, you know, what it's like to get out there and make things happen for yourself. So I I totally Mm -hmm. commend you for that. Um, And like, even with depression, um, I think one thing that God was showing me, um, even in my season, um, is like this, this isolation, right? Um, Mm -hmm. That we sometimes do for you know, sometimes for good cause, you know, we right, hurt, right. you know what I'm saying? We trying to, you know, we, we focus and we don't got time to bring people in our energy field. That's not, you know, uplifting us. So sometimes mm-hmm. we do it for a reason, but um, I, I think that's one of the tricks of the enemy to kind of keep us and make us feel like that we don't need anyone else and we can do this by ourselves. Yeah. But as a single mother, what I'm learning now is my the village like it it takes a village to raise a child I truly believe that and sometimes we can't we we, we just can't do it by ourselves and it's unfair for us to to feel like we can we have to yeah we have to we have to ask for help we have to pour into ourselves um and also just be able to notice when depression is kicking in what's one thing i know you said that you do a lot of workout but when did you notice that you were suffering from depression like what was it for you that said okay i'm Um, depressed for me well i i did have a, a a very bad episode that affected my life um that that was a major trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
before that happened, I honestly, I would be crying like out of the blue. Mm -hmm. I would just like cry and I would, and it would be normal things that I used to talk about to people um, or to someone or a friend. And I started noticing I, I would cry about it and I would really understand like this, you know, my life has been like this forever. And I I started feeling guilty for myself. Like I really did because I've been through so much and I've been through all that alone by myself. Mm -hmm. And once I moved to Macomb, Macomb Macomb is four hours um, away from Chicago. Um, Once I decided to come here, um, it was a different environment. One, I'm coming from a city and I moved to a country, literally. And it's a B and the school is the biggest entertainment here. So um, I, I, I think what happened was I sat, I was, I was able to sit down and I started thinking a lot more than how I usually think. Mm-hmm. And I, I knew I was depressed, you know, when I really just started crying, I would be crying out of the blue, just crying and crying and, and and I knew that that energy was transpiring on my son, and it was really getting bad. And that's when I knew, um, you know, I, I was depressed. Now I didn't, you know. Now, I, after you know, when I had before my episode happened, I tried to reach out to people, you know. But look, kind of, you know, looking at my friends and things, you know, a, a lot of times it's very different when. You, no one can really relate to you, uh-huh. and it was, and it wasn't like they meant any harm. It's, it's just sometimes when that person hasn't lived that life or been in your shoes, truly, they don't really know how to comfort you or say things. So you know they tried, but it, it was way deeper than probably even what I thought. So um, after I got out of the hospital, but one question I did ask myself was, um, you know, when I I asked myself, like, you know, God, you know, it's the reason why I'm here. And as I'm, you know, I I have, I'm in the hospital. I, I want you to let me know why. And he did, you know, he did. And he realized, you know, and I understood how important I was to certain people. And I needed to be here, and I have more in life. Um, so I still suffer through it. You know, I, I suffer with abandonment because people come in and out of my life. Um, but now, you know, I just, like you said, I just found something that makes me happy, or I listen to music, and, you know, I, I keep all negative away. I, I try to. Sometimes you can't help negativity that comes your way all the time but right. I really try I, I try to keep it away you know if it's negative or even if I see myself doing something negative I'll check myself you know then I'll start over yeah and I and I and I think that's important that you are able to recognize it and kind of shift your energy to something more positive and I'm kind of similar to you um with me you know, because I'm like, you know, I'm like this jovial, happy-go-lucky, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like half, you know, 
glass half full type of person mentality. Like I, I usually can find the silver lining in everything. And so one thing that happened to me is I stopped smoking weed and I stopped smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. So I didn't have nothing to mask what I was feeling mm, anymore. Yeah. Right. So I had to sit, yeah. I had time to kind of sit with myself and come face to face with my issues when at, at first I, you know, smoke a blunt or go smoke cigarettes or, you know, drink. You right. Know? And so that's when it really hit me like, Oh my God, you know? And like you said, just having that uncontrollable, um, crying and not knowing why. Yeah. And, and one thing that really helped me is to really be in nature and be by the water. And like music is like my best friend. I can always uplift my spirits when I turn on some type of music. Um, but one thing that I did learn though, I'm still learning is because I came off as this, like this positive person and optimistic person when I was trying to let people know, like, look, I'm mad or, you know, I'm sad. They would look at me sideways, like, okay, like something was wrong with me because they wasn't used to me being this three dimensional person. Yeah. So yep. I, I had to surround myself with people who were, was okay with me being myself and knowing that, you know, I'm not positive all the time. Life ain't positive mm -hmm. all the time. And, and, and being, and, and, and kind of like, holding space for me and in, in, in that transparency because there was a lot of people who okay yeah she crazy okay she okay this, yeah, ain't, yeah. this ain't her yeah. you know what I'm saying this ain't her yeah but yeah but yeah. that's me too you know what I'm saying and so just that's, surrounding that's people true. yeah just surrounding that's, yourself that's, with that's very important I I totally agree and I, right now I'm just finding that out for yeah. myself because I'm I'm um, probably a lot younger but I'm I'm just finding that out for myself and um and and that's and, and that and that's one thing, you know, I'm I'm starting to master. Like even when I go out, um, I always tell myself like, you know, I, I have to be with my with my friends. Yeah. Because because a lot of things when people don't see, you know, things how you see it and, and you're used to, you know, being with people or you have those people who see that and are okay with that, they'll understand. Mm -hmm. um, like me, I, I become defensive when I go out, you know, and it's not that I don't like people, you know, I just become very defensive, right. you know, and my friends know that. They know, you know, and I don't fight, you know, it's just I, I become defensive, you know, like, I don't know, but, you know, they know that. And, you know, I like to laugh. I like to giggle. I like to do that. And when I'm upset and when I'm, you know, depressed or things like that, um, I, I, what, what I started doing was because I would go to social media a lot. I would just tell or I would just acknowledge it with them. Like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, I just needed some peace right now. You know, thank you for being in my life. Mm -hmm. And that started to, you know, that's starting to help me out a lot more. And, and I think that is very important because, you know, when people are used to seeing you happy, go lucky or things like that, they want you, they want that person all the time, but then yeah. they forget that you're human too. Exactly. You, you know, you go through things in your life as well. So I have, if I'm upset or want to walk around, like I use the restroom on myself all day, let me do that. Don't tell me I can't do that. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, hold this space for me. I'm pissed, damn it. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah, it's important. Yeah. It's important to be able to be transparent around some people. Some people you can't show that part of you because they'll use mm-hmm. it against you. But some, but you do have to have some people that can hold that space with you. I think it's so important. Um, so what are some challenges of being a single mother? And then, like, what are some joys of it? Um, some challenges about being a single mother um, is just, you know, knowing that you always got to do it. Yeah. You always the person. You always the person. Yeah. That is the biggest challenge um, is, you know, when, it, when, when the kid is sick, you gotta leave work. You gotta leave. I have. Well, I have to leave class, or you know, stop what I'm doing when the school calls, or, um, you know, when I get home, I, I want that peace. And it's like, you know, my, my my son is very hyper. Um, he's a boy. You know, he's mm-hmm. sick, mm-hmm. and he's very active, and you know, and. I'm I'm not a girly girl, but a lot of things I don't know I, I don't know how to do and I don't want to do because I'm not a boy. I don't want to jump everywhere and <laughs> sit down with you and watch everything because you know you and you know you're tired. Yeah. Um. So that is really the biggest challenge for me is just knowing I'm all I, I it's always me. I'm I'm the go-to person, and it'll always be like that. Um. So on the positive note. Um, yeah, um, about being a single it? mother, mm-hmm. it's just you know really enjoying those moments of having um, my son because yes, he's a kid, but um, he's become really like almost my best friend in a way mm-hmm. because I catch myself telling him everything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I have to have these conversations with him, yeah. and I'm just like, wow, you don't even care, do you? <laughs> um, so. You know, he he does everything um, with me sometimes. Um, I'm not, I I don't like asking for help, but, you know, I've I've learned to put my pride aside. And when I, you know, want some time to myself, I'll ask and I I will get that time. So it it really, for me, being a single mom, I just really enjoy having those personal moments, seeing him grow. And, you know, I do enjoy him coming along on this journey with me because not only have I watched him grow, but he's also watched his mother grow. I love that. I love that. And that'll, and, and that'll be something he'll be able, he will, you know, even if I have other kids, that, that'll just be something that he can stick with and cherish. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, it, it is challenging as a single um, mother, especially without the father in the picture. Um, I, I know one thing for me, like you said, like to me, I, I feel like the father is the person who teaches a child their identity, whether it's the mm-hmm. boy or the girl, like, and the mother is there to like nurture that identity. Right. So right. I think one challenge for me is just like you said, having to do everything, but also trying to raise them to be productive men, mm-hmm. you know, gentlemen, like I'm not a man. I, I, my father passed away when I was three years old. I've, I've never had uh, a, a positive 
male role model in my life. So it's hard mm-hmm. to be able to know what to teach them, how to teach them, um, you know, so that they grow up to be productive and to be God fearing and, and hardworking and just, you know, good men. I just want them to be good, yeah. respectable men. So it's challenging. And like you said, just swallowing that pride and just asking for help. Um, 100 black men, you know, I have my, I have a, a 13 year old and I also have a six year old boy as well. And so mm-hmm. just putting them in sports and, you know, these mentoring programs and, has been really good for me, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they're, they're meeting black men, especially who are doing something mm-hmm. positive and that's the image that they can get besides, um, you know, my 13 year old, he saw a lot, you know, he, he was with me when we was homeless, he's sleeping in storage units and, and shelters. Mm-hmm. And, and he also noticed and, and saw, you know, men beat on his mother. So like I vow to never allow that to happen again, but just being able to um, share that with him, but also teach him what a man is not and put him around mm-hmm. some good, positive men, I think is one of the joys for me as well is being able to, you know, invest in my children, you know, so, so yeah. that they can. And so, so, but so thank you for sharing that. Um, so this is what I know you chose like five random numbers before our connection. So are you ready to hear the questions that correspond to those numbers? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the last book you read and what did you take away from it? Oh, the last book I read. I don't even know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. The last book. Let me see. I, I believe the last book I read was Selena. So, um, okay. Yeah, I, I think the, it was the book that uh, her husband wrote hmm. about um, their life together. Um, and it, I, I enjoyed the book. Um, I, what I really got out of it was um, um, you you really gotta you know you you have to cherish every moment with people yeah. and because you never know when what when you know that when it'll be the last time you'll see them exactly um and and you know she was a great entertainer very young um but I I enjoyed that book um because I like to watch movies first and then read the book yeah so <laughs> yeah. Well, the reason why I ask that because I I am like I, I'm an avid reader like I'm a I'm a bookworm like as an introvert uh-huh. like I can get lost in the book so I don't know I do have a book club and um, I'm always challenging people to read at least one book a month and it'd be some like really powerful books that that's self developing that's motivating so if you're interested then we can do a book together yeah a month. at least. Yeah, at least because I've really, you know, I, I have been telling myself for a while, you know, try to, you know, read a, a book, you know, get you a book or two and, you know, really make it a goal to finish them. Um, because reading does help, you know, your literacy mm-hmm. and, you know, the way the way that you approach things, um, situations as well. So which is why I would like to, you know, truly invest more time into reading. So, yeah. Cool. 
cool. I'm gonna hold you to that. Um, what is one thing that you feel every woman should have in her life? Mm, as far as the object, object or just anything. I know one of my guests said a budget. Another guest said a lace bra and some tools. Um, <laughs> Mace. Um, you know what? Honestly, well, you know, because this is big for me. Um, I feel like, you know, because every woman probably should have some queer lip gloss in her purse. <laughs> I, love- <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Walking around with no crusty lips. Yes, I have, I have, you know, if it's not clear, you know, you can't get the clear, should have something in your purse, you know, to put on your arm or something. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I have that, so I'm winning, okay? I have some, okay. I have some clear yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yes. Um, and... Would you rather be crazy rich or would you rather be deeply in love with someone? So I, I guess it's like internal happiness or physical wealth. Internal happiness is um is more important to me. Money comes and goes. Uh-huh. Money comes and goes no matter how much you have. You you can do more pleasurable things when you have it. Don't get me wrong. You can do more. More choices. But, uh-huh. Yeah, but you know, having you know someone or you know the, the loved ones around around you, and they know you is the best feeling in the world because you can always be yourself. Yeah, I agree. Um, are there any resources that have helped you on your journey that we call life? Like, can you pull from one type of resource, whether it was like a motivational speaker or a friend or family member or um, like what's a resource that you can say has helped you on your journey thus far? Um, honestly, girl, talking to my counselor. Yeah. Cause I tell her everything and it does help mm-hmm. having someone not, you know, really judge you and, yep. Yep. um, that that you know she has helped me out a lot you know and when you hear you know someone who you know who knows you but doesn't know you that well mm-hmm. you know really understand and see your growth um that's that, that's a different feeling because at least when i can't you know, the first time you normally go see a doctor or anything something's wrong so when they're able to see that growth in years or months span, that that's very personal and, and that's exciting, you know, because you, you get you you know in yourself that you're getting somewhere. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I, we, for some reason, there's like this evil connotation on therapy or counseling, you know. But I I agree. You have to have someone. I tell, yeah. To hold that. Space I know. With I tell you. my counselor everything. I'm yeah. not afraid. I, I I would rather go to a you know, a counselor or a therapist. Um, and we need more. We yeah. need more because it's, it's so much going on. It's, it's so much going on. 
and it, it's becoming more aware now, and it's important. Yeah, it's got to hold it well. Yeah, yeah. You hold that in. It, it, and I, I'm a witness to this. It, it eats you and it drives you crazy when yes. you can't. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing. So that's that's a really great resource. Um, and Clarissa, why are relationships important to you? Um, relationships are important to me because they, you know, regardless of what relationship you have, you always learn. You you learn something from that relationship. Uh Um, some relationships are meant to last, some, some do. Um, but you always learn and you experience something in that relationship that had an impact on your character, yeah. rather it's good or bad. But, um, you know, it, it, it guides you into your life and who you are, you know, like, um, you know, I, I know my friends, I know how they are, I know how they act. So, you know, that I, I can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, I could run into someone else who has a personality I can't, you know, I can't deal with or I don't want to be around. Um, so I, I would choose not to be, enter any relationship like that. But relationships are important to me, you know, because of those, you know, you always experience something with them. And, believe, you know, in each relationship you have, rather you talk to, you know, your friends again or not, you're going to always have that, that connection and that understanding between you two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and so how do you pour into yourself? Like, how do you practice self-love and self-care? What's one of your go-to things that you do? I know you mentioned exercise and working out. What's another thing that you do to pour into yourself? Um, my hair. <laughs> my hair. I, yeah, I, I love my hair because I worked so hard on it. I became natural two years ago. I cut my hair off. And um, to see that process and, you know, to have that patience too, to letting it grow back, because I thought, oh, I was like, girl, why would I do this to myself? <laughs> and, but, you know, it, it came back. So me, I love doing my hair. You know, I set a day aside and, you know, even if it's just curling or doing some, my hair, you know, um, is is a part of my beauty. Yeah, so I love I, I love my hair. It's like our crown, right? As women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I love taking care of my hair, finding things on what to do to my hair, and new products, what works and what doesn't work. So that's that's, that's something I I do I do do. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so why are you single, Clarissa? I'm nosy. <laughs> Why are you? I knew that question was coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's the number one question not even from you that I get from people. Um, you know what? I'm single because um things didn't work out with some people and you know, but you know, now I, I really you know, we I mean, like I said, with me being a college student and whatever, I was really just being a young college student, giving myself that opportunity of just living life. Yeah. Um, unapologetically, you know, uh-huh. um, 
meeting people. Like I said, some good, some bad. Um, I've had, you know, some good connections with, um, um, you know, one or two people. But it, I'm, I'm really just looking at it like, sure, I'm young. Nine times out of ten, someone who I meet is going to be in the same situation as me. We don't plan on staying here forever. So once I leave, you know, this town, I'm going to be entering a full different world, and the world's going to be seeing a full different version of me. Yeah. So I'm, you know, just single because I'm haven't met the one that'll be like, woo, that girl is bad. But, <laughs> you know, and, and, I, and I had, and I, you know, recently I, I just had a situation, you know, even though it didn't end, it didn't end very, you know, good. But, you know, he really did show me a lot and appreciated me a lot. And that was a feeling that I never felt before. Um, and it felt good being in that moment. And, you know, that, that, that was a, a good taste of, you know, what's out there and what I can receive more. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good way to look at it. And like, you know, I truly believe that, you know, this is, this is why I created the podcast is so that, you know, there's this negative stigma about being single. People automatically think something wrong with you, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it is a choice. Like some, I feel like, you know, just imagine if you come to a relationship whole and you got your finances in order and you got your health and wellness in order and you know your connection and your relationship with God is on point and you come in this relationship whole I think that that gives space for you to also attract a whole man um because I just think this you know being single affords you that time and energy to really just work Mm -hmm. on yourself and heal um so that you don't bring so much baggage to the relationship so you can bring yeah. you know bring something more to the table hell you can bring your own table if you right okay <laughs> if you optimize the single for real for real you know this season like yeah. that bring your own table but so so yeah it's good to see people just okay I, I know I haven't met the right one yet but I'm waiting on purpose I'm doing this I'm yeah doing this. Well, I'm you know and you my also credit. have to look at it that you know what what you know because you you also don't realize that um well i i didn't that maybe it's something that you could be doing Mm -hmm. that is so small that you don't realize it you know and you have to recognize you know traits and things that you have as well yeah um but Shoot me. I mean, I love being single. I mean, like it, it, it has its perks. Don't get me wrong. We all want to be at home and oh, I wish I had this. Right. Don't get me wrong. But it's still, you know, it, it feels good when you just ain't got nobody behind you saying X, Y, and Z. You know, for me it does. You know, I'm not saying, you know, just go out here and be wild. But right. if you wanted to go out here and be wild, you can go out here and be wild. And when you decide and when you decide and tell yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm going to sit down for a minute. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have every right to do that. So I, I love it. Yeah. And, and so what would you say that your last relationship taught you? Sit on the couch. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what, did, what did your last relationship teach you? Ooh, girl, my last relationship was seven years ago. 
What did it teach um, you? If you if you can say it taught you anything. It taught me it taught me that um um hmm, I don't know what it taught me, but <laughs> um let me see. It really taught me that two people can love each other but really be in two different spaces uh. because, you know, that is the, the father of my child and I love him to an extent and he can say the same thing about me. You know, he loves me to an extent. Um, we're just really two different people and we understand that. And I think that that I, I really learned that, you know, in that relationship that I, I can love someone and truly just, um, you know, step back or, you know, leave when, when, when it's time to go. Cause you have to know sometimes when it's time to go. Yeah. Um, because love can get you hurt. Um, and you just have to be, a, you know, be, be strong with, the, with that decision and know everything is going to be okay. Cause I, you know, when, when we broke up, we had, I had just almost, Kaden was turning one. Uh-huh. And I really didn't have any place to go. I didn't. Um, and I, I was nervous because I knew I was packing up and I left. You know, I packed up my thing and I left. Mm-hmm. You know, I left an apartment that we had together. You know, it, it was a lot of, I, I left a lot behind. Right. But, um, but it, it's okay. You know, everything will work out at the end of the day. And I can still love that person, but understand that that person is a different person. So it did teach me that. Um, So I I can say, you know, but however, I can say at that point of my life, I was 19, 20, and I probably really wasn't knowing what I was doing at that age. So, you know, but now I'm, I'm older. And I have had a, a gap in, you know, in my relationship life. And, and that can also, and like I said, now I'm, I'm, I'm realizing things and putting things in, into a perspective because I have, you know, been taking care of myself for so long. You know, this, this, that, you know, this singleness season could be enjoy yourself. You know, you don't have anybody tied down to you or nothing. Nobody asks, you know, so enjoy yourself. Yeah. Live your life, you know, so that's what I've been doing. And, and I, and I've had some great um, moments with my friends, with the people who I love. Um, even if I want to just, you know, like we are women and we are grown. Um, so even if I just want something that I probably shouldn't have, it's no problem getting it. Exactly. So, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's a good lesson. It's a good lesson. Um, so when you feel like giving up, what, what keeps you grounded? What, what helps you to keep going? What helps me keep going is knowing that it's, it's, that, that goal is almost there. I'm almost there. I'm reaching it. Like during school now, I've been in school for a long time, for a total of seven, seven years, seven years. Mm-hmm. And I'll be graduating this past December. And I've wanted to give up so many times so many times um 
but I just, you know, it, I, I knew that this was, this would save me and it'll make my life a lot better. And that's what motivated me, understanding that um, vision at the end. Yes. Understanding was, your vision. Yeah, I like that. And I was going to say, it, it, I, I feel like it's very important to have a really strong and positive motivating reason why because it is going to get hard that's just like that's mm-hmm. that's life it has ups and downs one minute you happy you are going to do this and the next minute you like oh, i don't even <laughs> yeah. want to i don't even <laughs> want to get out the bed but if you it, ha- it happens it happens and it's normal and it's it, it's that's just life so i think it is very important for you to have okay why am i doing that because if it's really powerful mm-hmm. You're gonna get up anyways, and you're gonna go do what you gotta do. So I'm happy that yeah. you that you did mention that. Um, because and 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 I'm gonna be honest, my vision didn't come in, until like two years two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I I just remember like I kept envisioning you know this person, and I'm just like, okay, well I have to get to her. So that's something that I do say that 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 Clarissa is is on a different level, and I have to get there. Yeah. So that, you know, really that vision really has pushed me. Yeah. That's good. I think it's important to have it. Um Yeah. Yeah, it just kind of it 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 sets the tone for the day too, right? It, you you wake up yes. with you know that's what you have to do instead of like just getting up and going with the flow sometime, you have a purpose. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So who is God to you? God is my protector. God is someone who who sees and probably understands what I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, he's there um, for me, even when I didn't even think he was there. Mm-hmm. And that's someone, you know, who, who protects and cherishes the life that I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, been by my side, even when I probably wasn't even by his. <laughs> um, but right now, me and God have a, a really close relationship. We have our own relationship. Um, just to kind of, you know, talk, um, to say something about that, that a lot of times we think if we don't go to church or, um, you know, do something that, the community, you know, that the world would tell you to do in order for you to have a relationship with God, you know, that you have to do that. But me, I I was insecure because I wasn't getting up, you know, going to church and Bible studies. But when I, you know, when my son was gone, I I developed my own relationship. So I pray every day. Um, I make it a habit to say thank you for waking me up in the morning. Thank you for a new day. And, you know, just under, you know, right, right now, he, he, he's really my protector. And, um, you know, he protects me from, he can't protect me from everything, but he can guide me into certain directions. Right. Wow. Yeah, that was deep. And I like how you mentioned, like, I believe also that everyone's relationship with God is different. It's like... It's different. It's like we all trying to get to the mountaintop, but you know my mm-hmm. my path may go through the the thick of the forest. Your path may go through yeah. some deep waters. You know you might go on this path, but we're all trying to get there. And and one thing um, that I feel like um, religion 
the difference between like religion it's like the set of rules that you have to follow right but right. you know spirit was there before religion and mm -hmm. if you have that connection with god you know that might look different from someone else you know what i'm saying yes. and we have to learn yes. how to respect that and just embrace how God resonates in our soul. And sometimes it's not always going to church on Sundays. Cause I was in that space mm -hmm. too. It's feeling guilty. Oh my God, I didn't go to church. Right. And that's yeah, not, you that's do. Not cool. You feel so insecure about it. You yeah. do. And it's not cool because, you know, sometimes people in church, you know, just because you go into church don't 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 give you a, a front row ticket yeah. to heaven. So it's 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 yeah. You have to love God on your terms, and that's why He made uh -huh. us unique. It's going to be different, right? Yes. Um, so I love yes. that. I love that. And, and and okay, my last question for you: What does being whole and complete mean to you? How does that look to you? Being whole and being complete. Um, being whole is really having that peace within myself and and truly protecting that truly protecting that um that's that that's a whole because especially when you're single when you're a mother we're always you know we're seeking for something mm -hmm. Even if it's not, you know, a person, we're just always seeking to do something. We're seeking this and we're seeking that. And, and we really got to just stop and just and just enjoy our inner peace. Mm. And um, and that has become important to me, my peace, my happiness and really understanding who I am and loving it and embracing my beauty. You know, it, it's going to be hard. Um, it's going to be hard. And it still is hard. You know, it's always hard being a woman. It's always. But as long as I have my inner peace, my happiness, and the protector that I need, you know, then I can go out here in, in this world and and I can, you know, try to make a difference and I can raise my son more healthy. Um, and I can, you know, finish up school, um, you know, very positively, you know, as long as, you know, I have that in my inner self. Wow. I love that. And Clarissa, I'm not going to lie, like, I just, because um, I'm a busybody and like, I, I have to feel like I'm doing something for me to feel productive. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. and like, like running this treadmill, like, you know how you run it, but you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tired, I you're, do the same you're hyperventilating, thing. you're breathing hard. Yeah. And so. And you know what, but you know what also can help. What I, what I started doing was I would like turn on some music uh -huh. and I would literally just jump around my house to get it out. Wow. I, I get that. I'll literally jump. Like, I just jump around. And I know it may seem, you know, cliche and funny, but it helps. Just because dancing. I do. Yeah, once that rush, and you will feel that rush being gone. But I started doing that, and that really 
help me like stop seeking to do stuff. Yeah. And and I think as single parents, I know for me as a single woman, I think that uh-huh. I was I was leading with this masculine energy. You know, a masculine energy is action and doing and competition. Yeah. Right. I think yep. we feel like we have to do that as single mothers. But once I start tapping into my divine feminine energy, which is like a, a more just like be still type of energy. Yeah. A collaboration, not competition. Like mm-hmm. I started to get more done actually. It's crazy, right? I started yeah. to get more done. I start to be more peaceful, less stressful. Less is more. I know that's cliche, but it's real. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it is like it, it is, and because that that rush, like I I used to feel it, like I gotta do something, I gotta do something, I gotta mm-hmm. do something, and I just blast on my music, and I literally run around the house like yeah. I'm a kid, and I just get it out, you know. <laughs> that so works. that works. <laughs> I do. I get it out. That works. <laughs> well, we are approaching the last part of this interview. It's been so fun talking to you. I feel like we've known each other Yay. for quite some time. <laughs> Yay. It has definitely been a pleasure. I have to do this again. We do. So now the last portion of this connection is called, uh, I like to call, put inspiration on it. And so I'm going to give you a word, like a random word, and I want to see how you can spin that word into something positive and motivating that we can leave our listeners. Are you up for that? Yes. Okay. So I'll give you the word, give you a second to kind of get something together, and then you can go. Um, your word is dirt. Okay, dirt. Oh, um, shoot. If you got any dirt in your life, get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. You don't want to wear nothing dirty. That's right. You don't want to wear nothing dirty. So get rid get rid of the nasty dirt, the dirt that you cannot clean. Get out. Okay. Just plain and simple. Get get the dirty stuff out. <laughs> Cleanliness is next to godliness. Yep. <laughs> So thank you. Thank you no so much for connecting with me. It's been a pleasure to get to know you more. Yes, um, I really hope that the listeners enjoy, um, you know, our conversation. And, you know, like I said, it has been a pleasure. Yeah. It has been a pleasure. And we do. We have to connect for a play date because I have a six-year-old too or just mama needs some alone time date. I know you all the okay. way <laughs> out there, but we can make try to make something happen, right? Yeah, yeah, we can definitely make something happen. I, also, I'm looking for that book club, too, to kind of get me motivated to read. Absolutely. I, I, I would definitely um, give you more information on that, love. So thank you. Thank you. All right. And thank you all for joining me again for another episode of Wait on Purpose. And remember, this season of singleness is for a divine purpose and I hope you find it and continue to walk in your true divinity and your personal power unapologetically. So until next time, love, peace, and light. Bye. Love this episode on Wait on Purpose? Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time. See you all.